Hello, powerful mothers. My name is Abby Ayala Williams, and I am your host for Birth in Power. I love to hear birth stories because I have my own stories also. I am a mother to two girls and four boys, and I've had four births in the hospital and two at home. So I know what's like to be in the healthcare system and what's like to use a midwife and the big difference between both the hospital birth and the home birth. So this podcast now that I'm doing is called Birth in Power. It's about empowering first-time mothers to have the knowledge to have the education, the understanding that they need so they can navigate the healthcare system and advocate for themselves when it's time for them to give birth. Hello, powerful mothers. Welcome to Birth in Power. Birth in Power is a podcast that celebrates the birth stories of Black women, sharing their narratives of strength, resilience, and empowerment. Birth in Power provides a platform for Black women to share their experiences and their journeys through pregnancy, labor, and delivery. <laughs> this meeting is being recorded. Hello, powerful birth mothers. This is your girl, Abiella Williams. And I just want to say thank you for tuning in to, to another episode of Birth in Power. Today, I have Ashley Brown. She's a first-time mother. Um, she... Well, we're going to talk about her experience about going through pregnancy and giving birth and all that stuff and where she's from. So Ashley, welcome. <laughs> Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, so Ashley, so we were talking beforehand. Um, well, so you say you have a, a adopted daughter? Yes. And this is your first um, born that you've actually got pregnant with and pushed out. Yes. So, <laughs> So before we even get into your birth story, um, where are you from? Um, how was your childhood and where do you live and stuff like that? Um, so I was born and raised in Connecticut. Um, I've always lived here, not moved away. <laughs> um, I, I thought I would move away, but I actually really love it. Um, and well, I wouldn't say really love it, but you know, enough to still be here. And yeah. I always thought I'd move away and then like come back when I had children. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that I have a baby, no point in me going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I can imagine. Um, I, I can kind of relate to you because I, well, I moved to um, Canada when I was like about twelve years old, and I've been in the same. Um, province which is Ontario since Mm. I've moved to Canada so I haven't lived anywhere else I haven't you know so it's like (laughs) (sighs) but now I'm thinking you know I I want to move because Ontario is getting so expensive right it's just it's ridiculous so but because I've never done it before I'm just like (laughs) I'm scared. Yeah, right? like there's like there's comfort and just being familiar with the place. Yes, exactly, exactly. And because my children are in school, so it's like, do I really want to take them out of their schools, from their friends, you know, start a new life somewhere that they're not familiar with, you know? So it's, these are questions that I'm constantly asking myself. So I'm just like, you know what? 
I'd rather do something than regret not taking the chance, you know? So, right. True. I, I don't know. Yeah. So I, I'm still thinking. <laughs> I'm still yeah, thinking. No, I totally understand it, especially with the kids being in school. Um, Cause that was, again, one of my things with thinking that once I had kids, I would move back. Um, you know, I was pretty comfortable with the uh, school systems that I had been in. Um, but I had been to various different schools Um, and so I always felt that like that moving around kind of, um, like kind of like didn't form like a a whole lot of bonds because of the moving, um, or moving schools. And so I always like, so I totally get it. Cause then it's kind of like, you know, they have their friends and their set things and you don't really want to disrupt that. Yes, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, you can hear the babies in the background. Well, thank God this is a, a, a birthing story podcast because then kids right. are welcome, right? <laughs> babies are welcome to be here. Exactly. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, so now let's talk about your um, your birth story. So okay. how was your pregnancy being your first time and all? Like, how was that for you? So my pregnancy was actually really good um like physically really good I mean it was it was a little tough mentally um but like physically it was really good um I have a lot of nieces and nephews a lot of friends who have had because I'm probably like one of the last of my friends to have had a baby so um I hear you know about like you know the symptoms and the feelings and how you're going to feel and all that so it being my first Um, there was a lot of things that I had like anticipated and and expected, you know, like you expect the morning sickness and, you know, the swelling and all of these things. Um, and I didn't have all of that. So for a very long time, I was like, is this real? Am I really pregnant? (laughs) Because and granted, I, I am very grateful that I didn't have, you know, like, a lot of the customary symptoms like the morning sickness and the vomiting and nausea and things like that. Um, I was extremely tired. That is something that everybody talks about. And that part I definitely got, um, I was extremely tired, but there were definitely some things I was looking up um, being like, I mean, when, when do I start to feel this way? When do I start to experience this? Because right now I'm kind of just breezing through this and this doesn't feel like it should be this easy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I totally get you because I'm the same way like whenever I'm pregnant I don't get those money sickness nothing like that the only thing that I get is like towards the ending of it I start to wobble you know because when the baby drop mm-hmm. then I start to wobble that's like the only thing that I get so yeah not everybody gets those you know pregnancy woes and their pregnancy is hard or anything like that so yeah so that's that's pretty good that for your first time, you didn't get any of those things. That's amazing. So when it comes to your birth now, like, did you have a birth? Did you have a midwife doula or did you do the regular hospital um, birth? So I had a midwife. Um, I opted not to have a doula um, because I, um, like about maybe six years ago, I was in training to be a doula. Um, And so I had learned a lot in that, um, in that realm. And then again, like having so many friends and all that. So um, I felt like I was pretty like equipped 
to advocate for myself um, and have those tools. So I opted not to do the doula, but I did have um, a midwife um, and a planned home birth. I'm so happy for you for using a midwife because for me, the first time, I had no idea what I was doing, right? And I got, <laughs> when I say I got messed up in the system, I got messed up. Because my first daughter, she was six days late, oh. right? Yeah, she was late. So six days after, they're like, you know what? Go to the hospital. You will get in induced, and then the baby will come out, right? So I'm like, okay. So I'm like, do-do-do-do-do-do. The money now, <laughs> the money off. I go to the hospital. Like, okay, I'm getting induced today. So they started the induction. Oh my gosh! When I said that was the worst one I've ever felt in my life. Oh, that was no. the worst one I ever felt. Because when you get induced, the pain is like ten times worse, and you get no relief. You right. know? Yeah, because naturally you get relief like every five minutes. It comes, right, but this right. one's like constant, constant, constant. So eventually her heart rate started going down because, you know, the, the, um, the sign was like getting really tough on her heart. Like it was like, cause mm. the pain is ridiculous. And then yeah. I asked for epidural cause I didn't know better, of course, at that time either. So the nurse is like, you're not even far enough yet to get epidural. So she didn't even try to give me epidural, which after that, I'm like, you know what? Thank God she didn't because who knows what would have mm. happened, right? So I didn't get the epidural. I was going through all this pain naturally. It it was like 10 hours of being induced <laughs> in pain. I'm like, oh, Yo, no. I'm never doing this again <laughs> in my head. I'm like, I am never doing this again. Like this was the worst day of my life. So finally the baby came out, you know, they, they, they almost prepped me for C-section, but thank God her mm. heart rate started coming back up. So they're like, okay, it's time to push now. So I pushed, she came out and I was like, never again. I'm done. I'm never having kids after this one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I told you earlier. I'm like, I called my mother after like. Yeah, that was your first one. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Yeah. So like stuff like that and like hearing those type of stories is what made me super nervous. Um, like super nervous about having a hospital birth, super nervous about um, like, I, I feel like I, I'm just in general nervous about going to the hospital because my whole entire 30 something years, um, I had never gone to the hospital before. Um, I hurt myself. Um, I had actually broken my leg um, when I was 33, I think. And that was like my first time ever going to the hospital. So it was all very brand new to me. Um, and it was just like a very anxious thing. And so my thing was, if I was to ever have a baby, I felt, you know, that would be just being pregnant in general makes you super anxious and worried and all of that. And so I'm like, I wouldn't want to be in a place that makes me even more anxious at the most, you know, most important time where I should be my calmest um, to have everything go smoothly. And then, you know, I hear about things like that, where if they induce you because your body isn't going through it naturally, you know, sometimes, like sometimes people get induced and it's, you know, smooth sailing and perfectly fine and all of that. But a lot of times, um, it is, you know, because your body wasn't necessarily ready. So mm -hmm. it's, it's so much more intense because your body wasn't ready for it. Um, exactly. and 
you know, one of the things that, you know, a lot of people have said, you know, doulas have said it, midwives have said it, like, in general, like, obviously, your body's not going to stay pregnant forever. So it's not like, you know, saying that, like, oh, okay, the baby isn't coming, the baby's never going to come, so you have to be induced. And I get definitely for safety reasons, sometimes it has to happen. Um, but outside of any, you know, medical concerns or safety reasons, I just wanted to avoid that possibility. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You're so right about that. Like for me, like my baby was fine. The placenta water was good. You know, like everything was good, but it, because she was late, they're like, mm-hmm. okay, we'll wait six days and then we'll bring her out. But it's like, that's what I'm saying. If I knew what I know now, I would have told my doctor at that time, like, no, let her right. come when she's ready. As long as everything is still okay in the womb, of course. But if, Right. If she needs to come out because of medical reason, of course, I'll be like, okay, induce me. But everything was fine. Like it was just, it wasn't her time to come yet, but they forced her out. And yeah. Right. I and like, I, I've heard of people who go like almost, almost like two weeks overdue. So six days, I get it. Like, trust me, I get it. Cause by the time I hit like 37 weeks, I was ready for this baby to come out. Like I was you know, although it was a very smooth pregnancy, like I definitely felt it towards the end. Um, so I get that once you're, you know, you hit your due date, you want the baby to come um, and just be done with it. But I've, I've heard of people who go like two weeks past their due date, baby perfectly fine. Um, so yeah, I feel like if there's not any medical concern and the baby's still thriving, then, you know, just being... A certain number of days past your due date shouldn't be a full-on reason for doctors to be like, yeah, let's get this baby out right now. I know, but that's what they, they do. You know, they they intervene when it's not needed. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't find out about midwives until my fourth pregnancy. No, fifth, sorry, until my fifth pregnancy. Because I had oh, a home birth. really? Yeah, because here, it's not really something that they... Um, to talk to you about or advocate for or you know like mm-hmm. it's just not it's like you go through the OBGYN and you go through to the hospital that's like the the typical um route gotcha. that most mothers here take because we're not aware of midwives and then once I found out about midwives I never went back again I've had to on birth since then oh and awesome. I've never yeah, I'm never going back to the hospital. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but she's like, I prefer own birth because you are in control yes. of your decisions. You're in control of your body. Like you can do whatever you want without somebody yes. telling you, oh, you have to do this because of this. It's like, no. <laughs> right. And there's so many things that, you know, and again, like not to bash the hospitals or the doctors or anything mm-hmm. like that, or anyone who chooses to have, you know, a hospital birth, because again, I feel like a person should birth where they feel most comfortable. And some exactly. people do feel most comfortable at the hospital and yes. that's, you know, totally fine. Um, but again, there's a lot of things like, you know, the, you can like, when they hook you up to a lot of the monitors, you can't freely move around. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can't eat anything. So they're giving you ice chips. And then there's some people who are in labor for like 36 hours. Like imagine how much energy is sucked out of your body after not eating anything 
for mm-hmm. 36 hours. And then it's like, but you in real life need energy to push out a baby <laughs> because, <laughs> and it's like, you, you can't survive off of ice chips. Um, and I had learned um, through, you know, some of my classes when I was um, a doula student that a lot of times they stop you from eating um, due to the possibility of you possibly having to go into having a C-section and because that's a surgery. Um, so that's why, you know, they say that you can't eat and things like that. Um, where a lot of people, you know, are under the impression that, oh, I can't eat because I'm going to, you know, they think I'm going to throw up or I'm going to poop on the table or whatever. And it's like in real life, when you're doing all that manipulation to your body, like that's going to happen whether you eat or not. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And the fact that they don't want you to eat because they're already prepping you for a C-section, it's like, yeah, that's not a good thing in, in, you know, in actuality, like I'm not against C-section if it's needed, you know, if it's going to save the the mother's life and the child's life, of course, by all means do it. But when they're doing C-sections, just because the baby's taking too long to come out or uh, they don't have patience or that's when I have a problem with C-section because it's like, it shouldn't be like that. You, You shouldn't force mothers to make decisions that is not necessary at that moment, just because it's not going with your schedule, you know? <laughs> right. So. And, and I feel like that's how it is because it's like once they intervene by inducing you, then they have to keep intervening. And sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, that ends up with people having a C-section because it's like, once you start to intervene in order then to get the baby here safely, you have to keep intervening. Um, Exactly. And that, and again, like nothing, you know, no, nothing at all against anybody who has gone that route, nothing against the doctors or the hospitals or anything like that. Um, it just all seems very invasive and very anxiety ridden for me. And mm-hmm. my thing is, if I wanted to be the most calm and have my baby the most calm and, and all of that, I needed to, you know, reduce anything that would be um, filled with anxiety for me. And again, one of the very, very important things is just being um, knowledgeable about this stuff so that I could advocate for myself and make these decisions so that if I did, you know, unfortunately have to go to the hospital, I could still be a voice and advocate for myself and have control over my decisions in my body. I, I love that. So what, what advice would you give um, first time mothers um, that, that didn't go to do like school and knows how to advocate for themselves. What advice can you give that mother to learn how to advocate for themselves? Because I find that sometimes when you're in the hospital, it's hard to, to mm-hmm. advocate for yourself because they tell you what to do. And right. you just, you know, you don't want to be a defiant person. So you're just like, okay. You know, because you care about your baby and yourself. So, you, you know, you, because they're professionals. So whatever they tell you to do, you're like, okay, they know what they're doing. I'll just yeah. listen. Yeah, that's so true. Because, of course, like you, you want what's safe for you. You want what's safe for the baby. And if somebody is telling you, oh, this might be, you know, a risk for you and your baby, you're going to be like, oh, no, 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 no. You know, do what you have to do. Because, of course, you don't want any harm to come to you and your baby and things like that. Um, so I would definitely say for anybody, just in general, just um, just education in general, um, I feel like having a doula is something that 
anybody and everybody should should definitely look into um, having because you don't have to have a home birth to have you know a doula or a birth worker by your side. You can have that in a hospital. You know you can um, you know hire someone. So I would definitely say if that's the route you're going look into getting a doula because they would also help you to give you that education um, about things, you know, to mention things um, that you may not have ever heard of before and things like that, or to even remind you of things that maybe you have heard before, but now that you're the one that's pregnant and like, you know, your mind is everywhere. And again, you're still thinking about the safety of your baby. Um, so just having that, you know, that other person that can be that calming um, voice and, helping to give you your voice um, and just kind of standing firm with your decisions when it comes to talking to the doctors, because sometimes, you know, they'll say something um, and I'm a firm believer in asking questions, um, you know, oh, okay, well, you're saying this, this, and this, but why are you telling me to do this? You know, why are you saying that this is the safest route for my baby? And do you have anything to back up that you're saying that this is the safest route um, for my baby? Because I feel like having that education and having that knowledge and being able to ask questions um, will then um, just give you the proper basis to be able to advocate for yourself and your baby. Yes, thank you for that. Thank you for um, coming on to share your story. And this was fun. I'm happy that you came on. And for the first time mothers out there, please do listen to what we're saying because yeah, education is very, very key. Like, I wish I knew about all these things before from, like, the first time. I would have went through what I went through, but it's okay. It's never too late, you know? Even if it's your second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth baby, whatever, it's never too late to educate yourself so you can advocate for yourself. So, yes, thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> yes, it, it is never too late. That, that education is so important to have. Um, and again, even if you are done having babies, you know, because then you can pass on that knowledge, you know, to friends or family or, you know, then your children when they start having children. So just knowing that, you know, um, because even if it's not you, sometimes you can be that helpful voice and advocate for someone else. You know, like I, I have, um, one friend who had a home birth um, just a year before I did. Um, and then me then going through her birth, like everybody was so shocked. And so many people were so nervous about the fact that I was gonna do this at home. Uh, but I was even able to calm the other people down by having that education and, and telling them, you know, me and my baby will be safe. Yeah, you're so right about that. Because when I had my own birth too, because I'm the first person in my family to have ever tried that. People thought I was crazy. They're like, what? You having a baby at home? Are you crazy? <laughs> I'm like, don't worry. It's 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 okay. Like the midwife who is there. If anything happens, I can get transferred to the hospital. So don't worry about it. I'm good. Right. People thought right. I was crazy for, for choosing to be at home. But yeah, that's people for you. When you're not educated enough on things, of course, you don't know, right? So you would think it's not safe because you just don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. So thank you so much, Ashley, for coming on and um, have yourself a lovely day. Thank you. Thank you again for having me. <laughs> thank you. <laughs>
Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Birth in Power. And I would like to thank our guest of today. And remember, mothers, there is power in knowledge. Know your body, know yourself, and know who you choose to be on your health, on your support system, your healthcare system, and all that stuff because it's very important. If you would like to share your birth story with us, please reach out to me on Instagram at Abby Ayola, so that's A-B-B-Y-A-Y-O-O-L-A, or Hugs Hill Foundation 22. Thank you, and have a lovely day.